0: Welcome to the Better You Project, where we will be discussing health, hormones, and aesthetics while using a blend of functional and anti-aging medicine. To make sure you're up to date on this and what's going on in the practice, be sure to follow us on Instagram at udirecthealth underscore aesthetics, as well as our website, www.udirecthealth.com. The following discussion is the opinion of nurse practitioner Lexi Yu. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. Please speak to your healthcare care provider for your personal concerns about your health. Now let's jump right into the show. What's up everybody? This is Lexi and this is episode four of the Better You Project, Optimizing Health, Hormones, and Aesthetics. So today's episode, um, it's probably going to be broken up into a couple different episodes because... There's just so much to talk about when we talk about hormones and, and subtle changes in, in women and men. Um, a lot of the symptoms are very similar. However, there are some things that um, I see every day in clinic where uh, patients will complain of certain things and don't realize they're actually hormone related. Um, the next thing is I'm going to preface this whole uh, episode with saying you know, again, these are what I have learned in clinic. This is what I have studied through my um, program through the BioT method, as well as the Institute for Functional Medicine. There are multiple ways to treat hormones. However, what I'm going to talk about is um, kind of the ways that I approach hormones with patients and some of the things that I do to work them up. Um, so, you know, do I have all the answers? No. But what I have found is um, trial and error works great. But having, you know, a good basis of an assessment of symptoms as well as an in-depth uh, laboratory assessment is going to be the best option and providing your patient with all the options. Um, and I think sometimes uh, some of the deterrences of seeking health care is one, you might be embarrassed of asking your provider or two, you might say, you know what, I don't want to do, let's say for men, testosterone shots. Well, guess what, guys? There are tons and tons of options unfortunately the conventional medicine community as a whole they're just not they're just not well versed in all the options so i'm going to try to again break up some of these episodes into just different um either ways to approach it with your provider Lab values, but, but the goal of this episode in particular um, is to kind of go over maybe just some of the subtle signs and symptoms you might see with uh, hormone deficiency, and we're going to talk about which ones. Um, and then I think the, uh, the next thing we'll talk about will be um, just some of the natural ways you can uh, increase your hormone deficiencies, and then probably lastly, maybe just a little bit more information about the pellet therapy because that is a majority of what um, I do in office. And so, um, again, I give my patients all the options. However, most of my patients choose to do the pellet, and we'll kind of talk why. So testosterone in females um, begins to rise after puberty and continues to rise and actually peaks at the age of 19. Unfortunately, after the age of 19, testosterone in females will drop between 1% to 3% every year after. One of the other common things that is a testosterone killer is birth control. Uh, Unfortunately, some women need to have it to prevent pregnancies. However, it in its suppression of uh, suppressing ovulation, unfortunately, testosterone is also suppressed. It's a very common one that in my younger population, I will see low testosterone. In my, uh, I just had a baby and I don't feel right, but my doctor says I'm a tired mom population, they unfortunately have gone through, you know, carrying a baby for nine months, childbirth, and if they're breastfeeding, we've got some other issues um, as far as hormone fluctuations on board. But unfortunately, what tends to happen is is that your body is very smart. And what it's going to do, it's going to kind of slow everything down in order for those maternal instincts to kick in. And when this happens, your sex hormone binding globulin will increase. And when this goes up, unfortunately, your testosterone will um, be bound up, and, and that will also decline. So a lot of times, you know, we hear um, women will say, you know, I am breastfeeding and you know I'm a year out and I have zero libido. Um, So that is a very common scene that I I typically see. So we got the the birth control uh, low testosterone patients. We've got the I just had a baby low testosterone patients and then we've got this other group of women who are these perimenopause menopause patients and their poor bodies are going through so many hormone fluctuations and it's kind of like will you just go through menopause already? Because things would be a lot different and I can easily fix it versus one day you've got some estrogen and then mid-cycle it's really high and then it kind of dips off and then you're gaining weight and then you're having hot flashes and you've got no libido and you're not sleeping and things get a little little spicy. So I've got, I would say three different kind of categories of females and, and all the symptoms are a little bit different. Some of the common symptoms that I frequently see or what brings them into my office are weight gain, and they'll say, Lexi, I've never had um, you know, this, this weight in my midsection, um, and I just cannot get rid of it. Well, one of the common things that happens is as you go through menopause, or when you're done going through menopause, meaning you don't have periods or your follicle-stimulating hormone levels greater than 23, um, is, is that your ovaries are no longer producing estrogen, And so when that happens, the only place that your body can get estrogen from is fat tissue. And so it's your body's safety mechanism to increase the adipose tissue, specifically around the visceral visceral area or your belly area, because that is your largest surface area in your body, and that's how it's trying to hold on to some estrogen. So this is a very common symptom, is weight gain or weight fluctuations. Another common symptom I frequently see is brain fog or memory decline, Um, and again, kind of going back to conventional medicine, kind of dismissing some of the concerns of these poor, these poor moms and saying, oh, well, you're just a tired mom. You're not getting enough sleep. And, you know, they're just kind of walking around in a brain fog. And the classic is that you go into a room and you have no idea why you went in there, or you had this conversation with your husband and you cannot remember much of this conversation. So that's a very, very common one. And that is a, um, a symptom of, of low testosterone as well. So weight gain, again, frequently with the estrogen fluctuations, memory decline, testosterone, um, as well as estrogen. Fatigue. Now this one is a tough one because this could literally be anything. It could look like thyroid. It could look like leaky gut. It could look, I mean, literally, the list can go on with fatigue. But fatigue is a very common symptom. Another one that I also see, especially being um, a provider to a lot of very, very health health conscious, very, very active um, patients is muscle loss. They'll say, you know what, I'm losing strength in the gym or you know, I'm just not squatting or man, it's like a struggle to get through certain workouts or I used to be able to RX all these workouts and now I've got all this, um, this joint pain or this muscle loss and that is a huge problem. Um, so it'll be subtle changes like that as far as weight gain, memory decline, fatigue, muscle loss. And it's not going to just one morning you wake up and you've experienced it. Unfortunately, it's been occurring over a period of a couple of years. And so finally, when, when you get up enough, enough courage to bring it up to your doctor, unfortunately, these symptoms have been brewing for some time. Some of the other common symptoms I frequently see are insomnia, um, vaginal dryness, urinary leakage, um, low libido, um, constipation, headaches, uh, migraines, increasing migraines, especially around your period, poor sleep, night sweats. That's a big testosterone one. Um, vaginal dryness. That's generally going to be estrogen depletion, uh, hot flashes during the day. Again, that is fluctuations of estrogen. Uh, Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, the week before your period, you're not yourself. You're very irritable, you're very anxious, you're very, very emotional. That is usually following in line with a luteal phase defect. So it's the dip off of progesterone that is occurring right before you start your period. And that one is usually gonna be a progesterone um, deficiency. Now, for the boys, those guys are generally gonna present with crankiness, irritability, anxiety, Uh, worsening focus and attention. They'll come in and say, Lexi, I think I have ADD and I've never had this before, but I just cannot focus. Poor quality sleep. They'll say, you know, I can sleep 10 hours and I wake up and I'm still tired. Um, Another one that I actually see a lot of is joint pain or poor recovery. Um, and what's so cool to see is, is when we do some sort of um, testosterone therapy, specifically the pellets, they will notice that their recovery is so much better and that their joint pain is better. Um, and when the pellet wears off, they'll notice because their joint pain comes back. Um, so that's kind of a cool one. Uh, what sometimes brings in, my gentlemen, is uh, libido changes or an erectile dysfunction. Unfortunately, when it's starting to show as an erectile dysfunction, that is a very, very late sign. And so um, we could have been fixing things kind of when you started with depression or anxiety or the poor sleep or those types of symptoms. So if it's an erectile dysfunction, you need to come sooner than later. As far as what is the classic patient, and this is kind of where it 's really neat in my practice is I literally have patients from all walks of life. I have my young patients who are those high achievers you know they 're trying to excel in their career, they might be newly married um, They are maybe not sleeping. I have a lot of police officers, I have a lot of nurses, I have a ton of firefighters, and it's people who have very interrupted sleep um, because unfortunately that will also kill your testosterone. Is if you're not getting into that deep, deep REM sleep, your growth hormone is not going to be replenished and you're not gonna have those surges. And unfortunately, that is also not gonna help your testosterone. Um, So so those are very classic patients. I, I mean, really anybody can have uh, low testosterone. Um, and again, with the females, anyone can have hormone dysregulation because our lifestyle is not the greatest. Our diet, you know, our food is exposed to toxins. Our gut health is a mess. I mean, I see it every day. I see it every day. And that's kind of, I started in weight loss and then I started adding thyroid. And before I know it, I was adding gut. And here I am doing all kinds of things I never thought I would be doing. I, You know, but you have to fix everything, um, because there's not one thing that's just going to, uh, be the magic pill. You have to work on everything. And that's what I try to explain to our patients all the time. Some of the treatment, some of the treatment options that I offer to my, uh, males and females, um, with my male patients, we can do things naturally. And some of the, uh, things that I recommend are things like, uh, Boron is a good option, DHEA is a good option, increasing uh, strength and resistance training, uh, specifically on your larger mu- muscle groups like um, quadriceps, low back, so you would be focusing more on like uh, deadlifts and squats and RDLs and those kinds of things, Um other things is improving the lifestyle changes. So, you know, focusing on a more of a, a toxin toxin free lifestyle, uh, plastic bottles, phyto- phytoestrogens, kind of looking at your overall exposures um, that might be uh, decreasing your testosterone or rising your estrogen. Cleaning up the crap in your diet, that's going to be huge for patients. Focusing focusing on reducing stress and improving cortisol. So a nice way that I like to do that with our patients is um, adaptogens. Some of the common ones that I frequently use are things like ashwagandha, rhodiola, euthera root, bacoba. Um, Some of the amino acids uh, like 5-HTP, or L-theanine, GABA support. Those are all really, really good things to kind of help control cortisol, which will also help with um, decreasing some of the stress in your life. Uh, For the females, again, um, maca root is another really good one. Uh, DHEA, like five milligrams is a good one. Focusing on lifestyle changes, cleaning up the crap, decreasing the wine, get your butt moving in the gym, um, quit taking on so much in your day uh, caffeine. Um, and there's kind of some mixed reviews about caffeine. I'm not opposed to caffeine, but too much caffeine is also not good. Uh, decreasing your wine intake. Cause those are fermented sugars that are doing nothing for your weight loss, which is a lot of times one of the uh, key drivers of why you're in my office. Um, also again, lifting the heavier weights to, uh, basically stimulate some of the more androgenic receptors that are in your legs, and that will also help increase your testosterone. So unfortunately, too much cardio and not enough strength is also going to make your testosterone worse. Uh, Some of the other pharmaceutical options that I like to offer to our patients are things like creams. We can do bioidentical creams, which are plant-based. They're either made out of a soy or a yam molecule. Those are a prescription, and those are sent to a local compound pharmacy where they will fill them. Um, so creams can come, um, from a compound pharmacy. Other things that I do are things called trochies. Troche is also a, a plant-based or bioidentical. However, those are actually dissolvable. So, um, sometimes I'll have patients take an oral troche. So you'll kind of put it in like the buccal area or the like, um, inner part of your cheek and your body will absorb it systemically that way, um, the other option with the troche, sometimes I'll use it intravaginally. So if I have a patient who is postmenopausal, they need estrogen. Um, but let's say let's say if they're on thyroid medicine, right? And I'm dosing this this uh, troche twice a day. Um, you know, there's going to be some interference as far as like, okay, I got to take my thyroid medicine, and then I'm going to wait an hour, and then I got to take my troche. Well, shoot, by that time, like you got to go. So, so sometimes I'll have them take their thyroid medicine orally and then I'll have them um, place the troche intravaginally, which, which is, um, can sometimes get a little messy. Um, other options as far as testosterone therapy, we can do trochees. Um, however, with testosterone, I don't like to do that um, orally. I, I like to do that topically. Um, and that usually for females will come in a form of a cream. And, um, the two places I like to use that for females are going to be in the clitoral hood area. Um, so that would be something that they would have to remember to do in the morning. And the reason I chose that area in particular is because if they have children, um, I don't want this cream rubbing off on their kids. Because that's not going to be good for their um, HPA access and their hormones. Um, another area that women can put it on is like a forearm. But again, you're going to be running the risk of exposing your kiddos to it if, let's say, you go to hug them and it's not completely dissolved. So um, cost on those are going to be somewhere between 25 and $30 a month. Um, so, not terribly expensive. Unfortunately, insurance does not cover any kind of uh, testosterone replacement therapy in females. So, that's going to be an out of pocket expense on that. Um, so, we do that. And then, as far as progesterone goes, I like to do uh, micronized progesterone. Um, and the reason I like to do this, I try to keep things as cost effective for patients as possible. So, um, especially because Prometrium is generic. However, I do see more breakthrough bleeding with the CVS Prometrium because it's generic. There is a 30% variance of getting the same dose, prescriptive, same batch every month. And so let's say, you know, I'm writing for 200 milligrams. Well, that could be in the upwards of like 210, 215 milligrams, or it could be, you know, 170. And if I have a, a female whose body is very, very sensitive to it, Unfortunately, that generic Prometrium is just not going to cut it. Um, so sometimes I'll write for a uh, compound, um, capsule of progesterone and have patients take that. Progesterone can also come in a cream format and uh, that works really, really well too. We apply that to the inner wrist at bedtime and that works beautifully, especially for those patients who've got that luteal phase defect or that um, anxiety, depression, that PMDD disorder type symptoms leading up to the period. So those are mainly for my menstruating females um, where I have to do cyclical progesterone. And then last but certainly not least are the pellets. Um, So the pellets are plant-based, bioidentical. I love them because they mimic very similar to what the body does. And so they are released on cardiac output. So when you are uh, out and about, moving, exercising, you're going to get little spurts more of testosterone. When you're sedentary and calm, you're not going to get as much. So I love it because it decreases the roller coaster effect. So a good comparison would be, for example, let's say testosterone shots. Now I'm not opposed to testosterone shots. However, they're just not my favorite because I just see more side effects with it. And the side effects I tend to see are things like um, a rise in, in hemoglobin. So I see some polycythemia varia with it. And so it's cause it makes your red blood cells more sticky. And unfortunately when they're more sticky, they're gonna rise. Um, another side effect sometimes I see with the shots is I get this up and down roller coaster effect. And so let's say if I have a guy on a uh, 10 day series of shots. So let's say they give themselves, you know, 200 milligrams of testosterone every 10 days. Well, day one, you give yourself your shot or you come to the office and uh, Nurse Carmen will give you the shot or Nurse Jamie will give you the shot. But uh, you start cruising, testosterone levels are rising. Days two uh, through about four, five is when it peaks. you feeling great. You feel like the Incredible Hulk. Uh, day six, seven. Okay. Things are starting to decline. And then in eight, nine, and 10. Unfortunately, my men, they're like, I'm tired. I'm crabby. It's a, it's like a crash. Um, the best, the best way I can describe it is men kind of feel like they're about to have uh, like PMS symptoms. Um, and so there's just too much variability. Now I have found a way and I have two men on it where I give them a very, very small dose twice a week. And that is actually working pretty good for them. So I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with what I've seen so far with those two guys. Um, uh, but that's a very common side effect is this up and down effect. Um, the other common thing that I generally see with testosterone shots over pellets is, um, the occurrence of aromatization. So aromatization is where testosterone converts into estrogen. And unfortunately, that's going to make men kind of bitchy. So uh, one of the common supplements that I give our male patients is called DIMM um, and I make them take 150 milligrams twice a day and what that does is it helps decrease the amount of aromatization from testosterone to estrogen and it actually allows their free testosterone to stay higher. Um, Pellets. So pellets is a procedure I do in the office. Pellets for females will last three to four months. Pellets in males will last four to five months. If you are a crossfitting, active, weightlifting, runner, triathlete, Orange Theory male, you're going to be looking at four months. Um, I love the pellets over patches and shots again because it's you're going through this first past effect and so you're not going to have all the nasty side effects you're going to see with with uh, oral um, and patches and, and things like that. The other thing I do like about the pellets is is that it's a very smooth ride. And so as far as, you know, if you skip a dose, let's say of uh, your testosterone, say shot, for example, or your cream, I will often hear, oh, I have this afternoon crash. I hear this very commonly in my females when they forget to take their testosterone cream in the morning or if let's say it's worn off and the classic would be you know I get up and I put my tea cream on and then I go to Orange Theory and I got my leggings in and Lexi I got home and like I'm just sweaty everywhere and I have no idea how much tea I absorbed and then I'm you know checking levels and I'm like well I mean your your tea levels aren't are, any better, honestly, than when you started. So that's a big waste of time. Um, that's not everybody, but that is a very common thing that I see. And so then patients are getting discouraged because they're not seeing all these benefits that these, these testimonials are coming out and say, I feel amazing. You know, I feel better now than I did 10 years ago. So, um, so that's, that's how, uh, you know, some of the pros and the cons and some of the options, there will probably be a whole entire podcast about pellet therapy, just because there is so much information. And I think in order to really do it justice, you need to know the ins and the outs and the whys and the side effects and all those kinds of things. So it's 21 minutes. Um, I hope you found this uh, podcast informative uh, hormone therapy is a huge passion of mine. I do a ton of it and I love it. I love when patients come in and they're like, I like my husband again, or, you know, my husband is coming in next week because he notices such an improvement. And yes, I do treat men and I do treat women. And, you know, I am very comfortable with treating, uh, all kinds of things that go along with the low, uh, testosterone hormone imbalance thing. So there's really nothing as far as the hormones that I don't treat. So, Stay tuned for our next episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, send me an email at udirecthealth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at udirecthealth_aesthetics. underscore aesthetics. Check out our website at www.udirecthealth.com. And this is the end of the episode. Thanks.